Bones, Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Joining us now from the Dallas Cowboy Network, Kyle Yeomans. Kyle, how are we on this football Friday? Uh, yes, I just got a text. I lost y'all. <laughs> Pull the curtain back just a little bit. And as I said, Aaron will give Kyle Yeomans a call back. <laughs> Aaron and I both panicked for just a second there. <laughs> Wait a minute. What's going on here? <laughs> we'll talk Dallas Cowboys with Kyle Yeomans here in just a minute. Cowboys getting ready to take on the New York Jets. Back-to-back New York teams, uh, but this time the Cowboys will be at home uh, taking on the Jets. And uh, the Jets, not the same Jets team as we uh, might have thought they would be in coming into week number two. Kyle Yeomans joins us now. Kyle, how are we in this football Friday? Man, as good as can be after a, a big-time win in week one. And now, you, like you said, different Jets team, but still a really good test, I think, for this Cowboys bunch. When you look at what the Cowboys were able to do against the New York Giants, and we'll get to the Jets here in just a minute, Kyle, but, boy, 40 to nothing, and as dominant a 40 to nothing win as I think I've seen in the NFL in a very, very long time, I don't think – and you may have, but I don't think there's very many people out there that could, with true confidence, can say, oh, yeah, I saw that coming. <laughs> not not the blowout that I think it ended up being. I, I think you could have said, yeah, it's a blowout. Dallas should be the heavy favorite. This is a Giants team that, that won a playoff game a year ago, but still from just a weaponry standpoint and a roster-building standpoint, doesn't have the same level of talent that, that Dallas does. I think you could have said that. But anybody that says 40 to nothing was either joking or uh, a little overconfident. And, and the fact that Dallas did what they did against the Giants was, was impressive. I mean, they did it in all three phases, offense, defense, special teams. Started early with the special teams, worked to the defense with a pick six, and then it was the offense that just kind of coasted the rest of the way. And they didn't have to do a whole lot. Even Dak Prescott yesterday when speaking to the media said he got, got to save a little bit in the bag. For, for this Cowboys team and this, this this offensive staff moving into week two. So it was an all-around phenomenal game, not necessarily the expectation I think you should have going into the season because if you're expecting to beat everybody by 40, uh, you'll be vastly mistaken. But it was certainly, a, it was certainly a, a good sign from this Cowboys team to get things started. How good is this defense right now in your mind? They're elite. They really are. Uh, I think this is the best defense in football. And, and they've been very close to being the best defense in football since Dan Quinn took over in 2021. Uh, but but last year, you know, leading the league in takeaways for the second straight season, uh, they still had they still had gaps. They, they couldn't stop the run. They weren't physical on the boundary. Uh, they gave up the big play. They were susceptible in areas. They were just really good at taking the ball away. Now you take those elements and you've seen the physicality on the boundary. Trayvon Diggs running downhill, forcing the ball up in the air, forcing a fumble late in the game, uh, basically forcing two turnovers, even though he's only credited with one. Uh, then you look at stopping the run. You go big, get Jonathan Hankins. You get Mozzie Smith. They were gashed on the opening drive of the game, but you got to remember that was the first game action for a lot of guys since mm-hmm. January. 
so I think you're going to see an improved run defense uh, throughout the season. It may not be this week just because the Jets do poise a, a challenge on the ground. But I think for the most part, I feel better about the run defense. Uh, and then the big plays, there were zero big plays given up. And Mike McCarthy's always been a proponent of, of winning the big play battle, anything over 15 yards downfield. And they really didn't give up a whole lot of that at all against the Giants. And it's a big reason why they held them off the scoreboard the way that they did. This has a chance to be a, a, a historic defense in a number of ways. But I think at the end of the year, if they play anywhere close to what they did in week one, we're putting them up there with the 85 bears. You're putting them up there with the 70 Steelers, wow. the the 2000 Ravens and the, the Legion of boom in the early 2010s. I mean, they have a chance to be a, a once in a decade, once in a generation type defense, if they can continue to do it just because of how loaded they are in that side of the ball. And you know what all those have in common? What's that? A Super Bowl championship. Yeah. I think you gotta, you gotta finish it off the right way in order to be considered like that, but they're at least going to be in the conversation if they can get to the postseason and play the way that they do. Kyle Yeomans, Cowboys Network, with us here on the Press Box. And, and Kyle, I know you and I have talked about this in length, on air, off air, but Micah Parsons, if he continues the destruction that we saw on <laughs> Sunday night, I don't know if, if a human can do that, but if he can, the MVP is a quarterback's award. Mm-hmm. he can take that away from any quarterback in the league if he keeps that up. No doubt. And, and this defense ward, and like you said, we talked about this last week, and we were we were going through the, the numbers and going through uh, what it would exactly take for, for that to happen. And I'm, I think you're talking 20 sacks, you're talking multiple big-time plays, and just a defensive front that, that relies on him. And we're off to a good start. I mean, he had only the one sack. But he had six pressures. But he disrupted everything. He was exactly. around everything, around the ball, every single play. He owns the line of scrimmage, and that's no doubt. And a lot of it's not going to show up in the box score, but you need no. some of it, if not a lot of it, to show up in the box score in order to win an MVP award. But it's what he does for other players. I mean, look at Osa Digizua. One of his two sacks was predicated off the pressure of Micah Parsons taking a double team and winning against the double team. He single-handedly one-armed two guys at the same time, pushing them three yards in the backfield. And Oso Odigizua just looked like the, the red seas had parted in front of him. He said, thank you very much. I'll take that sack. Get, mm-hmm. get over here, Daniel Jones, and I'm going to take you to the ground. I mean, that's what he did. Mike Parsons was the reason Osa had that first sack. And I, I think you're going to see that as a, a common theme. Guys like Dorrance Armstrong, Osa Odigizua, Demarcus Lawrence are going to see uptakes in their game just because of how disruptive number 11 is and teams have to sell out to stop him. But the problem with defenses is that where does it stop from there? Because if you slow down Micah, you've got seven other guys you got to worry about. Well, and again, you pointed out, if you're just looking at the box score for him, you're not doing yourself the due diligence no. of enjoying some great football and a great football player. Put the, put the film on and just watch this mm-hmm. guy every single play. He is involved in every single play, and he's around the football every single play. It's just amazing how high his motor runs. Yeah, if he's healthy and he's rested, uh, which, of course, that'll have an ebb and flow itself throughout an entire NFL season. But if he's fully healthy, if he's 100%, I'd put his film up against anybody's, not only in the Cowboys roster, uh, but, of course, in the NFL in terms of the most fun fun film to watch 
as a whole. I mean, he's he's special. He really is, and he has a chance to be a great. He has a chance to be uh, in the conversation for a Hall of Famer. He's still very early in his career, but, I mean, the trajectory that he's on and the ceiling that he possesses is as high as anybody else in league history, and that's that's a fun thing for this defense to, to really put their hat on. Well, nobody has an answer for him right now, and it's just it's fun no. to watch. Uh, for the offensive side of things, Tony Pollard, I think he checked all the boxes on Sunday night. Yeah, he did what he needed to do to be successful and to be efficient. Uh, the way that, that Pollard ran the football, it wasn't flashy. He didn't break a big play. He wasn't necessarily uh, running away with it, but they, they moved the chains. They stayed methodical on offense. He ended up with 70 yards uh, rushing. He had six or 14 total touches. That's about what you want from from Tony Pollard. I think there's a there's a way that you can get him involved in the game a little bit more. But in a game like that where it's forty to nothing, I don't think you needed it. Same thing with with Dak Prescott for that matter. I mean, thirteen of twenty four is not a pretty stat line, especially when you don't throw a touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. But he took care of the football, didn't throw an interception, didn't have a turnover, and you you did what you needed to do to move the ball down the field. And he did so with four drops from his, his receiving core, too. So you put those four drops on the table instead of 13 completions. It's 17 of 24, and I think his stat line looks much better. Probably has a touchdown to Peyton Hendershot in there as well. I like the way that this offense rolled in the West Coast scheme. Keep it simple, move the ball, keep your defense fresh, and let them really win you some football games. Well, if Dak gets that support from the defense, Kyle, he can do those type of things and just not drive it up on the curb and be successful. <laughs> I, I think it goes both ways, though. It really does. This offense can help out the defense yeah. just as much as the defense can help the offense. It's, it's the complimentary game that Mike McCarthy preaches in the building here at the Stars. If the offense can take their time, drive down the field, put put points on the board early and, and, and keep the time of possession battle in hand, then all of a sudden this defense can do what the defense does, and that's fly around. That's pin their ears back, allow for the young guys and the high motor of Micah Parsons to, to really wreck a defense, they need to be fresh to do so. So I, I'm right there with you. I think the defense is the one that sets the tone and leads the way, but this offense can certainly help things out by either not putting them in short yardage situations, not giving the defense uh, a short field after a turnover, uh, but also taking time off the clock and allowing those those legs to stay fresh as the game goes along. Kyle Yeomans, Cowboys Network, with us here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. And Kyle, this this Texas Coast offense that Mike McCarthy has introduced to this football team, we didn't really get to see a lot of it because of the way the game went, did we? No, no. I think you saw very slim surface level. And that's a good thing stuff. too, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's week one. We've got 16 games to go, and that's just in the regular season. I mean, of course, this is a Cowboys team that has the expectation to play their best football going into the playoffs too. So, uh, if you're going where you want to go, you've got 20 more games mm-hmm. on the schedule moving forward. Hopefully you get a bye. You don't have to worry about the, the wild card round. You're sitting in the divisional, and maybe you only have 19 games to go and, and, and try and win from here on out. But this this team is good enough to, to, to make a run like that, and they have that in the back of their mind. Yes, they need to win these games early, especially in the division like they did in week one. But if you have a chance to save some of that and keep some of the, the best looks you have in the bag, I think you're you're going to have more success as the year goes along. That's what Kansas City's done these last few years under Andy Reid. 
Andy Reid's an offensive genius. He could pull it all out in one week one and, and week two, but instead he really does suppress some of it because of the early leads, because of what their quarterback can do. Now you've got a defense that's elite. You can rely on them to try and help shelter some of that early in the year. Was that the most comfortable you've seen Mike McCarthy with a star on his hat since he's been here? Yeah, he looked like he was having fun, right? He mm-hmm. looked like he was having fun. They've had 12 games since he's been here uh, that have had 40-plus points put on the board. And the next highest since the start of the 2020 season, uh, Kansas City, Tampa Bay, and Buffalo have seven. So he he has five more 40-point outings since he got here than any other team in the NFL. Uh, but with that being said, I think this was the one he enjoyed the most because not only did the offense take care of business, but the defense did their job too. And it was the most dominant win, I, I think, in Cowboys franchise history. And you, you turn around and do what they did on Sunday more often throughout the season, you're looking at a, a Super Bowl contender. But you've got a long way to go before you can really start talking about that. Cowboys and Jets coming up on Sunday afternoon. And what does this offense have to do in your mind against this very good Jets defense to keep things moving in the right direction? I think it goes back to, to time of possession. And, and I know I've talked about that a couple times already, but the Jets are going to run the football. No Aaron Rodgers to throw it around. Zach Wilson is a completely different quarterback than the future Hall of Famer. If, if, if the Jets are going to be successful, they're going to do so with Brees Hall, and they're going to do so with Dalvin Cook. They're going to aim to run the football effectively and often against this Dallas defense. So if that's the case, Dallas needs to beat them at their own game. Run the ball with Tony Pollard, Rico Dowdle, Deuce Vaughn. Sprinkle those three guys in there, rotate them, keep them fresh, and move the ball, move the chains, keeping this defense off the field. Because two top five defenses, you're probably not going to score a ton of points. I think if you get to 30 points, you've got a chance to win it. Uh, First one to 30 has a chance to win. It might be the first one to 20 with these two very good defensive units. So if you can win the time of possession, give your offense more of an opportunity and more chances with the football than the other team, that's how you're going to come out on top. How do you think Dan Quinn attacks this offense without Aaron Rodgers there and this young quarterback? To me, I I think he sells out early to see if he can disrupt everything. Yeah, I think he loads the box. I don't think he needs to be overly aggressive because – Zach Wilson is a is a quarterback that uh, can can maneuver. He's mobile. He's able to move around quite a bit. So if if you're looking at uh, oh Nate Newton is calling me currently the uh, of course <laughs> offensive lineman should I should I patch him in should I just uh, you can if you like calls real quick yeah if I you want I'm to okay I don't I'll, I'll call him back I'll okay call him back. Uh, I, I appreciate I'll, that I get I get preference over Nate Newton that I feel <laughs> I feel really honored to be honest you, with you've you been, you've been there from day one so yeah I do of course get the preference uh but going back to what I was saying I mean this is this is a Zach Wilson led team that that predicates on the mobility from their quarterback if if he's going to have time to throw he's going to have to run around to do it mm-hmm. so I don't think heating him up initially is really the answer but load the box sell out to stop the run and dare Zach Wilson to throw the ball against one, uh, a pass rush that's elite. We know that already. And two, really the best secondary Dan Quinn's ever had here in mm-hmm. Dallas with, with Stephon Gilmore and Trayvon Diggs, De'Ron Bland, possibly a healthy Jordan Lewis if he's able to go this week. You, you have your full uh, assortment, possibly even with Donovan Wilson too. You have your full assortment of, of 
safeties and corners that can can make an impact in the passing game. So dare Zach Wilson to throw it into that secondary, into the teeth of your defense, and do so by by selling out to stop the run. I think that's how Dan Quinn gets it done this week. Do you think on the offensive side that they get uh, Turpin involved again? He got his first NFL touchdown from the offensive side of the ball, and I, I, I think he's a viable weapon for this offense to kind of change the pace. Yeah, I liked it. A little bit of a wrinkle. I, I thought maybe we would see that wrinkle with Deuce Vaughn before mm-hmm. we saw it with, uh, with Kevante Turpin, but I thought Turpin did a fantastic job toting the rock. And scoring his first NFL touchdown was, was really cool to see. It, uh, finally got into the end zone, did so by, by being patient, waiting for blocks to develop in front of him, and then attacking the, the space and, and, and finding pay dirt. Really good job from Turpin. I think they'll use it sparingly. I don't think that's the only time you'll see Turpin, but I also don't expect maybe that fold to be uh, be apparent in each game this season. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of those elements that they might, may want to try and uh, tap the brakes on, at least by, by throwing it at other guys uh, day in and day out, week in and week out. Kyle, with the Brandon Cooks injury, we heard so many glowing reports about Jalen Tolbert in mm-hmm. training camp, all the big steps he made. If, if Cooks misses this game, does that mean Tolbert's the next man up? I think it is. I think it, it will allow Jalen at least the opportunity. That That's a significant injury, though. I, I think it, it's not like you're replacing Brandon Cooks with Jalen Tolbert. You're going to see a step down from Cooks to Tolbert. Cooks is a 1,000-yard receiver. He's been there, done that. He was probably going to be the most matched-up player with the, the uber-talented Sauce Gardner, too. Uh, Sauce Gardner has only played 5% of his snaps in the slot since since coming into the league last year and winning defensive rookie of the year and, and being the guy that he is now in that Jets secondary. I've, yeah, that's it, in the slot. Uh, C.D. Lamb paid, played 75% of his snaps in the slot last week, and he leads the NFL in slot receiving yards since the start of the 2022 season. So there's a, uh, there's a level there that I don't think C.D. Lamb will see Sauce Gardner opposite of him in the line of scrimmage a whole lot this week whereas Brandon Cooks would have. So if Brandon Cooks is not in the fold, now Sauce Gardner is going to see Michael Gallup and he's going to see Jalen Tolbert. So no matter who gets in to replace Brandon Cooks, if he's unable to play on, on Sunday, I think they're going to have a tough matchup, and it's going to be hard to, to really uh, produce with, with Gardner on the opposite side. But there's more confidence in that room now than you ever had in the weaponry outside a year ago and I think that's that's a plus for this Cowboys offense and something they'll look to try and exploit even if Brandon Cooks is is no longer available. Kyle Yeomans with the Cowboys Network with us here in the press box. Kyle your score for Sunday. Uh, Give me the Cowboys. I said first one the 30 wins it. I think they do get the 30. I think their defense scores a touchdown helps out the offense a little bit. Give me the Cowboys 31-17 over the Jets at home. All right Kyle what do you have going tonight? Uh, tonight, I've got a different type of football. I've Uh-oh. got SMU men's soccer wow. ESPN, uh, against Memphis men's soccer. So that should be fun, a little bit of a different wrinkle. We had our Frisco ISD game of the week last night with mm-hmm. Reedy beating Wakeland 35-28. So that was a blast and had a really good call on that. Uh, now, now I get to the ESPN soccer ranks, and, and I'll get to, to be on the call of that one up at SMU. 
All right, have a great call tonight. We appreciate the time as always, and we'll talk to you again next week, man. Yeah, I appreciate you guys as always. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks for keeping me on instead of Nate Newton too. That was that yeah, was. I'm honored. Call him back. Yeah, I got to call him back. He already left me a voicemail, so I got to <laughs> see what this is about. Make sure that that, that big Newt is, is taken care of. Yeah, you thanks, you, you don't want to anger that. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. Appreciate all right, it. Kyle, appreciate you. That's Kyle Yeoman's Dallas Cowboys Network with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas State.